0: Hi, we are talking to amazing people in construction and education about recruitment, training, and retention. Welcome to The Builder's Table. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilkerson. Welcome to The Builder's Table. Today, we're going to be talking to Evan Jarrett, and he is with the Philadelphia School District and specifically Mayfair. Is, is Mayfair a middle school or a high
1: school? Uh, Mayfair is a middle school.
0: Great. Okay. That's wonderful. I'm really excited about talking with you because so many times we talk at the high school level and we don't get to talk to people that are doing construction career tech education in middle school. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you ended up teaching middle school?
1: All right. About me. Um, My name is Evan Jarrett, as we said, AKA the dope teacher. Um, I started um, I was in high school. I wanted to be a cop, actually. Um, my parents didn't tell me I got accepted into the police academy. mother asked me, go ahead, dude, just go to college for me. So I went to college, um, was there for two and a half years, did my student teaching and everything. Um, while I was in college, I was working with a contractor. Uh, he gave me a raise one year, um, got the raise, bought me a truck, uh, got an apartment, didn't go back to school. Um, and one thing that I've learned in the trades, you get what you put in. Um, and like, for me, I love tools. So like once you introduce me to the different types of tools, um, I was using my check buying tools and he saw that I was ac- actually taking interest because you get a lot of young guys or young ladies that get into the trade and it's all about the money, but I was actually reinvesting myself when I got paid. Um, did that, um, loved it. I mean, like, I, like, I love it. Uh, I started working, uh, had my own business, um, selling, buying, selling properties, did that. Um, but I just wanted to feel, felt like I wanted to give back. And that's when I actually started teaching adults. I started with adults. Then after that program completed, I went to high school. After that completed, I'm here at Mayfield now, the first building and trades program for middle school students in the Philadelphia school district.
0: That is so cool. Wow. What an interesting path. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you went to school and you you ended up working in the trades and found right. out how how much you loved it and then you want to give back. So I love that. But I'm I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to have to stop for a minute because a.k.a. the dope teacher. How did that come about?
1: It's funny because when I was teaching high school, um, one of the students, they had made me a sign that said "dope teacher and it just stuck. Um, and from there, it was it was actually, I was the dope teacher and they were the cool kids. And um it stuck. Uh and like I, I embrace it. Um, I even named my mobile shop class the dope teacher mobile shop class. Uh I love it. I love it.
0: So well that and that's really tremendous too. You said mobile shop class. So why don't oh, yeah. you let's find out a little bit about a mobile shop class? <laughs>
1: All right. Um, during my belt with COVID last year, um, I was in the hospital. Um, I was stuck. It was nothing I can do. I didn't even want to watch TV. I was just sitting there thinking, and I was, i, I was—I really thought it was the end. Um, I just wanted to do more. I said, if I could get out this situation, I want to give back more and do more. Um, I just, at the time, I was trying to figure out what did I want to do? What did I want to do? So what happened was, like I said, I was on my phone in the hospital bed and something had told me to look up RVs. So I was looking at RVs, just looking, looking, looking. And I saw this one RV and I was like, okay, what can I do with this? And at first I was thinking about getting it for my family. We do trips. Um, Then it just hit me. I went to sleep, woke up the next morning and I said, you know what? Let me try to see if I can turn it into a mobile shop class. Because, I mean, I love what I do with tools. And my thing is I want to, I want to, with the mobile RV, I wanna drive around to show kids that it's okay to learn with your hands, okay? Um, it's okay just to get tools in their hands, to get tools in their hands. So with the RV, I go around from Redding to Atlantic City giving free shop classes to the youth during the summer. Um, I may also, I, may, I got two programs that I'm gonna be doing this school year. I'm gonna be going to a high school in Philadelphia teaching a program um, that's in the works right now. Um, we see what happens.
0: That is true. I, I am just absolutely in love with that idea that you let, let me look at RVs and it went from vacations to actually, you know, career
1: tech on wheels. This is fabulous. So I'm in electrical masonry carpentry. We, we can do it all on here, And then in the back, I have computers set up where if you can earn your OSHA 10, um, everything's set up, ready to go.
0: So how do you get funding for that? And how do you also get students interested to know about what you're doing?
1: Funding. Um, funding has been all from the muscle. Um, that's all me um, doing it out my pocket. Um, the, the students, word of mouth travels fast. Um, I'm booked up. I get calls every day um, asking me, can I go to different community events or can I come to different events just to show what I'm doing? I'll be down. I got a lot going on. There's a lot of coals in the fire right now. A lot.
0: That is great. And so do you actually, do you take the RV to community centers? Like where would you set up? Like if you're going to go into a particular area, I know you said the high school, but other than that, where would you take the RV to set up?
1: Oh, we uh, like the thing is the thing about the RV, the RV, it drives itself. So um, it's not like a camper where I have to pull it. I can drive the RV anywhere, um, give a date. This is where I'm going to be at. And I have students, adults sitting there waiting for me.
0: That is so cool. I love that idea. So you're a busy man. You're doing middle school program and you're doing the RV, the career tech on wheels going around.
1: Dope teacher. Dope teacher.
0: (laughs) Well, exactly. Now I know where the name comes from. That's amazing. So, you know, talking about especially in the middle school and everything, what are some of the obstacles that you face as a construction CTE instructor?
1: Well, the first one was if you think about it, starting a new program. When I started this program during COVID, um, it should have failed, should have crashed and burned, because you're bringing a new program into a school that new teacher, new program, and then plus you learn over the computer. Like, who wants to be over the computer, learning about the tools? Um, but it didn't. It didn't fail. Um, we had a great time over the computer. It was more about building relationships with the kids. Those relationships actually transitioned over into my classroom. Um, one of, I wouldn't say I have any obstacles. Uh, what happens is I got a lot of students. It's about building confidence when you're using the tools. Um, it, in the beginning, of course, you're a little nervous, but after repetition, repetition, constantly using it and doing it, it builds confidence. Like um, like when we built the Bunny Mansion um, over the summer, it, it, I had 12 young ladies and three boys and I didn't touch any of the tool. I just looking back, sitting back, looking at them, holler about measurements being wrong and framing this 20 by 10 structure. And like they did it on their own and I was really proud of them. Um, so we, like I said, I run a high school program here. Um, even though it's middle school, it's a high school curriculum, high school program. And because I'm a former high school teacher, I'm not babying you, I'm not coddling you. I treat it like a job site in there. Um, safety is the number one thing um we do what we're supposed to do
0: so you said buddy mansion is that what you said that you built (laughs) over the summer
1: yeah um what happens is um i had 12 young ladies three boys um fox chase farms is actually a farm that the school district has um they wanted to build the structure for their bunny rabbits and um it just turned into the bunny mansion so (laughs) um like my the young ladies they was up on the roof framing the roof with the safety harness on um it's actually i'll send you the link so you can take a look but it was actually pretty good pretty good
0: i'm gonna tell you i have never thought of a bunny mansion but i am super intrigued i absolutely want to see this i love the fact that you took construction in with this love of animals or this whole idea and made it into a project. So are there other proje- projects you've done through the years with students that kind of stand out in your mind?
1: Um, we've, man, um, we've done a lot. Uh, we built sheds. When I used to teach high school, we built sheds and we actually sold the sheds to bring money back into the program. So when my seniors graduated, uh, they were able to get tools. I got them tools for whatever trade that they were going into when they graduated. Um, we also, there was a a restaurant that we did over um, in Douglasville. We did a lot, did a lot. And like I said, I'm proud of the kids. Um, just continue trying to push the envelope, do something bigger and bigger each year.
0: And what do you see, like, um, why do you believe construction education is so great for young people?
1: It gives them especially after the pandemic right now, it gives them, for my classroom, we're up moving. Um, even though other teachers might not like it, but music, music is blasting in my class. Um, and this gives the students the time to work with each other, collaboration, um, problem solve. And you're off the computer. You're actually working with your hands because now in schools, everybody has a computer and they're on it. Um, one thing about my classroom, we don't do any theory work during the week all my homework is done over the weekend so if you complete my homework assignment all week that means you're strictly hands-on and we get a lot accomplished
0: i really like that idea of go and do this and this allows you to come and then work with your hands and have opportunity to move around and do things build things because i do think that's what interests students Mm -hmm. um So high school, first adults, then high school and middle school. How young should we actually start exposing children, you think, to (laughs) construction?
1: Whoa, okay. All right. Well, my school is pushing the envelope right now. Um, I have a fourth grade class um, this year. And let me say... I have, well, my class is split. I have 15 per class and I have, I have this one young lady, man. She is awesome, man. Like she's not scared of the miter saw. Every tool that I give her, she's, she's knocking it out the park. Um, me personally, I would say fourth is okay. Fourth is okay. But you gotta have the materials and everything for that fourth grade. Materials and time to prep for that fourth grade.
0: And do you see schools do you think there's a mindset shift where school districts are willing to provide these resources to these materials for
1: students unfortunately not because what happens is one thing about this program here we're one of one there's not another program like this um and my fear is i constantly push middle school cte middle school trades programs but If you don't get the right instructor in there, an injury can happen and it will shut down the whole thing. Um, That's my biggest fear right now because you have a lot of people, they see what I'm doing. So they think they can do it and they will get the same results. And my biggest fear is an injury happens and it'll shut it down.
0: So that's a really good point. Like thinking about what specific uh, skills or qualities a teacher should have. Can you elaborate a little bit on what you think someone so if someone wants to start this program, what type of teacher should they look for?
1: I think, I think right now, like I said, the whole when I talked about COVID, that has that made me a better teacher because being a career and tech teacher, shop teacher, building trades instructor, I always had the classroom, the tools to actually pull the kids in and engage them. I didn't have that during that time. So I actually had to actually build relationships with them over a damn computer. (laughs) It's just like um, that was that. at first it was challenging. And I think for teachers, you got to have patience. Uh, You got to have patience um, and you got to realize these are kids, they're going to make mistakes. Don't think they're going to be perfect. Um, And also, Safety is the most important thing. You gotta preach safety. Um, I got signs all over my classroom that says safety first. As soon as you walk through the door, you see safety first. I start off every class with a toolbox talk where we actually talk about two-minute videos where talk about different scenarios. How could it have been prevented? Um it's a lot, it's a lot. Uh it's a lot, (laughs) it's a lot, and that's like I said, I'm nervous because I'm constantly preaching it. Like we need more middle school CTE programs, but I'm just afraid that an injury is gonna happen and it's gonna shut down everything. Because I mean, look, we're using industry equipment, using miter saws, table saw, but I don't let the students use the table saw. That's the only tool I don't let them use. But um, the miter saw, if you get the kids, they're not paying attention, something can happen. I mean, it happens real quick. Right. That's for me. I'm real, I'm real strict. If you don't do my assignments online, you're not touching tools. If you're playing, I'll hold them accountable. Um we have a grading daily grading rubric. Um, if you're talking horse playing, anything, you get a zero for the day. And you have to sign for it after you're done. And if your parents come up back, what's wrong? Why my grade is whatever, whatever it is, you go to the court. Your son signed for it. He was talking when I was talking, playing in the shop I hold him accountable. Like I said, I run a high school program.
0: So you're the dope teacher, but you're the tough teacher.
1: Here you go. Here you go. <laughs>
0: So, some of these kids, I'm assuming, come to your class and they have not ever got to work with tools. Would that be correct?
1: That's correct. I got some students that come don't speak English.
0: So yeah. how, it, that, well, there you go for communication, <laughs> right? One more thing you yeah. have to deal with. That's true. And that's, that's the education today, right? Like, those are all things that teachers have to deal with. How excited are these students when they see the tools, when they get to actually start using the tools?
1: I think with my classroom, and I go ahead and say it, a lot of teachers around here, they get upset because you got students that actually run to my classroom, like literally run down the halls to get to my classroom. Then you have students that don't want to leave my classroom. They hide in my classroom for my next class, then pop up. And I'm like, yo, you belong in your other class. Get out of here. Um, But it's like, I don't know. You got to get these kids up moving. Like with all my lessons, I try to engage, I try to, touch on all their senses in my lessons. The more senses you touch on, the more they will remember and be into your lesson.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. I th- I'm just picturing in my head kids hiding in your classroom, trying not oh, to oh, have to on, go on, to hold the, the around. Hold on. Let me give you a tour real quick.
1: <laughs> okay, oh, this right here, my students built. This is called the vault. This is where well, that's our safety harness. This is where they hide at this is where we store a lot of our tools at in here. So they hide in here, okay? Now, if we come around here, you see these little cubby areas right there? They slide between the tables and hide right there. Um, this right here, you might have to edit all this out, but this right here, um, this is where I hold the students accountable. So right here, we have theory, we have our tests, and we have our hands doing activities. If you finish it, you're going the hands on activity side. So I have your card right here with your picture on it, daily rubric on the bet. And your hands on for the week, if you did it, stay over on this side. You can do your theory in here, but um...
0: I think that's great. That's funny that they hide there. So you just had a really neat um, going through that was something that was really cool is that you have pictures of the kids and they have their own cards that get moved. whether they're getting to participate and hands-on and I think that's what an incredible idea that these students actually move through the opportunities of they're still having to work on their knowledge or their theory they get to move on to the to the hands-on so I think that's that's really that's very cool idea for them to do but again I go back to them hiding in your classroom so I, I just have to tell you I think that's so funny and it's so cool with this kind of excitement and I you know We're all searching for the answers with this. How do we get more schools to understand how impactful these programs are?
1: I think for well, at least for the Philadelphia School District, I think it's happening now because last last school year we had a TV show. American Plumber Stories come up. They came up from Mississippi, actually filmed an episode in my classroom. Um, They saw what I was posting on Instagram and they couldn't believe like I had middle school students doing this and they came up um filmed the episode and it was excellent and like when he came up he said they got to get this down in mississippi it's not down there so i mean i don't know i'm I'm, like i said the most important thing is safety um and the thing is we get a lot of industry professionals that come into teaching and like safety is not one of the top priorities on the job site for them um it's getting the money done, or I mean, getting the job done to get paid, we got to, it's rough, it's rough, it's rough. Safety has to be the most important thing that we consider uh, when we start these programs. Um, That has to be our foundation. And from there, I would say it would definitely have to be building relationships with the students, because if you have a good relationship with the students, they wouldn't do anything to jeopardize you themselves or you um, while they're working with the equipment. Um, It's a lot that goes into it. It is.
0: Yeah, that's but but you're doing an amazing job at it obviously with these students. If there's if there's other communities or or in general your local contractors, what what do classes like yours need from the local contractors? If there's a contractor listening right now and thinking I should go and get involved with my local programs, what would you tell them? What do, what do your programs
1: need? Listen, my local contractor is probably tired of hearing from me, but I call them all the time. What happens is with, with programs like this, let me talk about high school first. With programs in high school, the students need to see that this is an option for them upon graduation. Um, they need to know like the qualifications, what's required um, on the job site. Um, it's just mentoring. That's the most important thing. Um, they can also join their OAC, that's Occupational Advisory Committee, and actually help the instructor out as far as supplies that's needed in the program. Um, if you have extra supplies from a job, donate that to your local program. It'll help because <laughs> we don't get it. It's not a lot of money around here. It's not a lot of money. Um, we It's just little things. What, the little things that you think that might not help and make a big difference in our end.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. So mentoring, supplies, join your local advisory council. Those are all things that you would suggest if there's contractors out there listening, that this is something that they should absolutely do. What about school administrators? If you could speak to school administrators, what do you need from that perspective?
1: For me, I'm just lucky um, that my administration at my school, they see the impact that I'm having on the students and um it's great like i tell them um i'm michael jordan and let me do what i do um as you see right behind me I, listen let me do what i do so i mean just from that standpoint i'm good but other administrators cte is different from your other classrooms um and it's day and night when you compare it to other to like your core subjects Um, uh, administration uh help you help your instructors out help your instructors out uh our lesson plans are different uh a lot of times when you have a cte program we our relationships are different with the students because we have them a lot longer um that's not the case here because we don't have block scheduling here but um i definitely believe my relationship is different with the students here than it is with the other teachers or administration um because like i said they genuinely know that i care for them um I reach out to the parents. Uh, it, it's, just, it's just different, it's different. Like my, like my classroom is considered Castle Jarrett. It's Castle Jarrett. We come in, we have a good time. It's like, it, it, it don't, And I tell the kids, don't mess up my peace and harmony. This, this is my spot. And we have a good time in my classroom. Um, but come and look, if you'll look through the window, you'll be like, yo, what the hell are they doing in here? <laughs> Everybody's working though. Everybody's working, engaged in the lesson. That's across all my classroom. I teach six cl- classes a day. Everybody's engaged working in my, it's nobody sitting in the corner, not working, everybody's engaged.
0: So six classes a day is a lot. So how many students come through your program on a daily basis?
1: Six, well, that's why That's why I have that card over those pictures over there because I'm still trying to remember names. Um, six classes, roughly um, Fifteen class, 15 students per class. Because um, I told them safety is well, I'm not doing a class of 30 because i got to be able to give each student my individual attention and 30 students running around using saws, it's not going to happen. Um, so I, that was like one of the stipulations when I started this job that it had to be 15 students, no more than 15.
0: Gotcha. No, that makes sense. That's great. So I think that's a really good um, indicator when people want to start these kind of problem programs, mm-hmm. they really need to think yeah. about how many students are manageable in a lab setting.
1: I would say, and honestly, for me, sometimes 15 is too much. Um, I would would say no more than 15. If a perfect world, you want to keep it at 10 to 12. Yeah,
0: that sounds, yeah, and based on the tools that you have available and what you're trying to do, and again, you've said safety, safety, safety Safety. over and over again, so I think that's really important. So knowing that you've taught also high school, what do you think that construction career tech programs like what you've taught, how do they prepare your graduates to go and work start working right out of high school, what kind of skills are you teaching them that are applicable to the construction industry
1: let's uh, you if you work in, it starts with the little stuff the soft skills um if you say you're going to do something, do it um like job sites keep it clean that's all like nobody wants to come into a junky job site um be on time it's just like. My cards, and my daily grading rubric, all that applies to your life, and it all applies to everything outside of here. If you're late to my class, I'm taking 20 points. I don't care if you have a note from your teacher. You're late to my class. If you're not here, you're getting a zero. If you go to work, and if you don't go to work, you're not getting paid, so you're getting a zero for the day. And I think you get a lot of kids where they will come to school and get an early dismissal right after my class because they don't want the zero. And you, it's just... Getting on time, um, safety, I keep like I keep preaching safety, Let letting the, an employer should know when they when you have a student that come through their program, they know how to use the tools safely. That's the most important thing. Um, I'm proud to say, like, when I taught high school, my kids were kicking it. I mean, I had a lot of employers. They were hiring up my kids, my students and. They're in the industry right now. I still talk to a lot of them. They tell me, thank you. I have a couple students that's graduating from Thaddeus Stevens, that's a tech college. Um, I'm proud of them, I'm proud of them, I'm proud of them.
0: Well, you're doing amazing work, absolutely amazing work. I love it. So I want you to have the opportunity to tell anyone that's listening how to follow you, where to find information. And one of the things I would say too, and obviously you haven't asked for this or anything, but knowing that funding's a big deal and that you're doing a lot of this out of your pocket, Um, just for people to get out and help fund these programs. I go all over the place. I hear people say, well, there's not shop. They still call it shop class. There's no shop classes where I am, but I keep thinking, are they helping solve the problem? So let's help you. Tell us how our listeners can follow you and they can get in touch with you.
1: All right. I'm on Instagram as the dope teacher, um, or you can follow me at Mr. Jarrett underscore construction tech. Um, For my shop, for my mobile shop class, I do have a GoFundMe. It's under Dope Teacher. I'll actually share it with you and you can put it in the notes um, for this. Um, Whatever donation, big or small, is great because like I said, I'm just trying to get tools in the hands of these students. They can learn plumbing, electrical, masonry. You can see the videos about what I've done over this summer the last two years, teaching the kids to trade. And I'm just trying to get out there. I've filled the students. If a lot of kids look at this, it would change a lot in their lives as far as what direction they're going in. This is, we can change the direction that a lot of kids are going in um, just by introducing them to the trades.
0: I think you're doing amazing work. Keep doing exactly what you're doing. Hopefully you'll get great response and people will want to find out more yeah. about the dope teacher and about bunny mansions and about safety so you can see in classrooms.
1: So you, can see so you can see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is great stuff. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you again, Evan Jarrett, and tune in next week for the next episode of The Builder's Table.